great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. I hope your brand new day is off to a good, positive start. Make the rest of it very positive. We are taking your telephone calls, as always, this morning, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And if you want to send me an email, and I I, may, I won't use your last name, but I will maybe, if I use it, uh, at your first name, you can reach me at Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. And before I even get to my topics, I want to start with uh, Tunnel to Towers, the foundation, the 5K or the event is coming up this weekend on Sunday. And folks, you have done me impossible. You have done me impossible. I looked just a minute ago and the Dominic Carter team uh, amongst the uh, list of personalities that are there, you folks on the Dominic Carter team have raised the most money by far, not even close. So the good news, Curtis Lewa wanted his name added. His name and picture is there, so no conspiracy. The other part of the good news is that you have raised $5,000 to go towards the foundation for the event coming up this Sunday. Thank you, thank you, and again, Thank you. The plan was to focus on Mayor Adams declaring migrants may have to be housed on cruise ships. That was the plan. And also in light of the migrant mom who committed suicide at a uh, New York City shelter, the Hollis Family Shelter in Queens. That was the initial plan. But now things have changed. The McDonald's Axeman, that's what I'm calling him. The McDonald's Axeman has become an issue in the race for governor. Governor Kathy Hochul, the incumbent, if you will, says DA, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, went soft on the suspect. Her rival, her Republican rival, Lee Zeldin, appeared holding a news conference outside the McDonald's. And the nut man himself, he says he's quite rational. But um, uh, he's talking to the media, and he says that, um, that he was defending himself, and if he wanted anybody hurt, they would have been hurt. They were not hurt. And, and he's almost talking. You're going to hear it in just a second. Like he's a hero, like a hero. And he's talking, uh, declaring that the way to get healthy and stay strong, you're going to actually hear this yourself, is to do push-ups daily and drink plenty of water. 
This is from the uh, Axeman himself. And we continue on the bizarre route this morning. You may recall flashy uh, Bishop Lamar Whitehead, who says that uh, the NYPD thinks that he staged the $1 million robbery. Remember, he was allegedly robbed. Emphasis on the word allegedly. Strong emphasis on the word allegedly uh, during the live stream service. And uh, this is what the bishop has to say. I've heard this from the NYPD, and I'm not going to say any names. What's going around in in, in the NYPD is Bishop Whitehead set this robbery up. They staged it. So now, why would they respect me in my church if they feel that I'm a criminal? I'm a black man, so automatically I'm a criminal. The bishop. Uh, Bishop Whitehead uh, declaring that the NY, even the NYPD thinks that he staged this one million dollar robbery. The truth is going to come out. So we we got a lot more to get to in just a second. But he was also placed in in cuffs for two hours yesterday. Some type of confrontation, uh, altercation at his church. Uh, two women that, that were sitting in the back, and one came up, and he removed her because he said she was getting close to his her, his family, and he was in handcuffs, and uh, eventually the NYPD uh, released him. Well, the great bishop, Mr. Whitehead, he wants an apology. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about the things that they did to me to get me in prison. All they want to talk about is my felony. But how did I get that felony? How did I get it? So I want a public apology from the NYPD. I'm calling on Mayor Adams, and I'm calling on the governor of the state of New York um, to have a meeting with them. I want to meet with the powers that be. Don't ask me to do anything community until y'all meet with me. And I'm going to keep pushing this because y'all illegally detained me. Because I'm a black man. That's the only reason why they did it. That's the only reason why they did it. There's no other reason why they did it. I did nothing wrong. The uh, bishop uh, playing the race card there. Um, As you can hear in his own words, talking about his uh, criminal record, uh, his record, where his uh, felony, where he did time for... um, uh, for basically uh, defrauding uh, other people of their uh, of their money, um, and that's the situation. He's he's an ex-con who's done time for grand larceny and identity theft. So that's uh, interesting. But let's let's come full circle now to Mr. Michael Palacio and Mr. Michael Palacio, and we're going to go to your telephone calls. We see them in just a second. He is the McDonald's Axeman, the McDonald's Axeman. So now he's become an issue in the race for governor. Governor Hochul is not happy with the charges that were brought up against him, declaring that they were too light, too light. And so he basically faced uh, two felony, two, two misdemeanor charges and walked right out of, of jail after he tore up a McDonald's with an axe 
and was walking around in a threatening way in front of people with the axe in his hand. Here is what Governor Hochul has to say. You know, there's, just remind, there's many players in a criminal justice system, starting with the arresting officers who determine what charge to bring, as well as a district attorney who will decide whether or not to stay with that course or to have an upcharge from what is recommended. And so we need to all work together. We're actually asking what the thought process was in the decisions that were just made because we have a question about it, because they have the discretion to uh, charge uh, in a different way that would make them bail eligible. So here, here's the question or the sentiment. Every chance, it seems, that Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg gets to downcharge a case, that is exactly what happens. And so what I was thinking about uh, earlier this evening is the mindset of a district attorney like that. Why, why become a district attorney when what you really want to do is be a legal aid lawyer? in terms of uh, representing the defendants, which is okay. They're entitled to uh, representation. But the district attorney is the people's lawyer. You represent us, law and order. And so the uh, axe man at the McDonald's uh, is becoming an issue in the governor's race. Lee Zeldin, the Republican challenger, held a news conference outside the McDonald's. This mayor is calling for a dangerousness standard to be added so that judges who would be getting a case like this would have the discretion to weigh dangerousness in deciding whether or not this person who was swinging an axe and breaking walls and tables in here and even slapped one customer shouldn't just end up right back out on the street with the judge having no discretion. No discretion. So we're going to go to your telephone calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Remember, reach me on email, dominic.carter at wabcradio.com. Let's begin uh, this morning with Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, I think Eric Adams is slowly but surely totally losing his mind. First, he put these illegals into hotel rooms and, cho- and got charged between 450 and 500 a day. Now he wants to put them in cabins on boats, which is going to be even more expensive. Is his goal basically to bury the city of New York financially? Does he want to turn it into a complete wasteland? I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? Bring back de Blasio. He actually <laughs> makes de Blasio look good. This guy's a moron. He, hey, hey, wait, 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 Michael, Michael, I'm going to let you finish here. But um, here's the bottom line on what has happened. These progressive mayors in so-called sanctuary cities have been caught with their pants down. Because it's one thing to talk the talk when people are not showing up in mass to your city. Now... This is why I say with Abbott and also with DeSantis and the governor of Arizona, what they're doing is a genius move because they're saying put up or shut up. You you have all this great advice on how to handle migrants, and now you're crying wolf because you have less than 1% of what they have to uh, 
deal with on almost a daily basis. Please continue, Michael. Yeah, but he, Adams' goal is to eventually probably run for governor or senator. His dream is to become the next president or sometime become the president. Doesn't he realize that he is also making minorities angry at him? Because they're saying, look, I'm homeless. I'm in the street. I'm an American. And you're putting them into hotels. And now you're going to put them on these luxury boats and cabins. You know, the, the homeless aren't totally crazy. They look at this and they say, I'm living on the sidewalk, sleeping on a piece of cardboard, no bathroom, no running water, no place to take a shower or a bath, nothing. And these people who have no business even being here are being put on a luxury liner on, in a cabin and probably they'll serve them meals because these boats have these enormous kitchens. They'll feed them while they're on the boat. I mean, where are they going to go buy food? They have no money. If they're on the boat, we're, they're not going to start going to a grocery store. They'll open up the kitchen and start feeding them. Meanwhile, the poor Americans who are living on the street, they can eat out of garbage pails. And you don't think that that's an, even making, even people who voted for him because they said, okay, he's a minority like I am, they're even pissed off with him. I mean, right. he's, he's basically making everybody, everyone, white, black, Hispanic, everybody is starting to really hate his guts. Well, Michael, I, I appreciate your comment as always. I don't know if I would go that far, that people hate his guts. But um, these uh, these mayors in these sanctuary cities have been caught with their pants down, if you will, and now they're embarrassed because kumbaya, kumbaya, as long as they're not here. And now they're here. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out the more you take in, you can triple that amount that's coming right behind them. And we are the resources for that. Do you think they care about whether or not you have the resources? Or do you think they care about the fact, and I will say it, that they are a street term getting over which one do you think they care about? Let's go to our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Um, you're just the best. That's all I can say. You're the well, best. Thank I you. Still... Very kind of you to say. I look forward to your program every evening. So thank you. I just wanted to, I just wanted to follow up briefly on what Michael just talked about. I was thinking earlier. I heard your promo about what was going to be on the program tonight, and you mentioned the cruise ships. Yes. Potentially, and I, I had heard that previous. And people ought to be aware there are over four and a half million, four and a half million since Biden has been in office. There's over two million just so far this year. These are illegal immigrants. Four and a half million. That's more than twice the population of many of our states. Okay. And um, it made me think about the way that they're treated. And I had a godson that there are four combat tours as a Marine. It made me think about when his bus would come home with all these guys on board in their uniforms and their gear bags. And you know the only people there to, to greet them were their family members who were just grateful to God to have them home. But they weren't greeted with cash and gift cards and phones. And um, instead, now the military is being told to apply for food stamps. Did you know that? There was an Absolutely. That, that, that's, that's nothing new, Jennifer. It's been around for a number of years where, based on the salary, many of them qualify our military for food stamps and are forced sure. to receive them. 
Correct. But yet we are bending over backwards to give our country away to people that have never lifted a finger but by these lunatic liberals like AOC who say they're better Americans than most, than most Americans. Well, they're not a better, better American than me or you or my godson that spent four combat tours fighting for this country as it once was. I don't know for a country anymore because if you don't have a border, you're not a country. And that's all I'll say is that let's not forget, as I told you before, the violence perpetrated by many of them. Dominic, there was an arrest, I believe it was in Virginia, of a repeat entry. Honduran have been deported several times. You can look it up. He's been accused of violent sexual assault on numerous women and numerous young girls. And these these uh, stories happen every day in this country, but they are not covered. They're called, they'll say, um, they'll give you the name of a town, you know. Um, like They could say like a Rockland man, but it's really a Honduran man. Do you know what I mean? They never tell you who's actually perpetra- perpetrating the crimes. And there are so many violent crimes committed. Um, There are young people. They talk about the young people, the children with their backpacks. Well, you know what? There are children in this country every day that get their lives snuffed out by a drunken driver. Um, There was a young boy in, um, I believe it was Arkansas a few weeks ago, murdered by one. It happens all the time. And it's just a shame that, that our elected officials care more about people that literally just saunter their butt across the border. And, and then they do what, like, like Michael was saying, for our own American citizens, if we're doing this for, for them, if we're opening up hotels for them, why don't we do it for our own? And like I said, at the very least, for our veterans. Yes. So thanks well, for letting me feel. Thanks for letting yes, me feel that, you. Thank, thank you for the call, Jennifer, as always. And you have a, um, a great morning. The, the logic, it just two and two just doesn't eat equal four in this case in terms of why – America is bending over backwards for people that are entering the country illegally. Just doesn't add up. Let's go to Billy in Queens. Good morning, Billy. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, why are you still picking on Bishop Whitehead? You don't have anything on him. You know, you know who he is. He's Foxy Brown's cousin. You know the famous rapper from years ago. That's Ooh. His cousin. Ooh, he's Foxy yeah. Brown's cousin. Ooh, yeah. Hey yeah. Billy, and, and, and wait, Billy, and what does that mean? I'm just saying this guy's a pretty well. I don't know him personally, but I know people over there. You know, mm-hmm. Canoy, he's a very well-known guy, and he's he's very well respected for the most part. Okay, so 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 Billy, right? Um. If you listen to the show and you've called up before defending Bishop Whitehead, why I have no idea, but you do. I didn't. And, I didn't defend him. I just didn't like the way you, you just. You know, you don't have any evidence, and you're like, you got this guy convicted. Oh, oh, well. You know, innocent to proven guilty for everybody. Right, right, right. Else, so, 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 like I said, you're calling up defending Bishop uh, Whitehead, and and that's fine, and and that's why I'm taking that's why I'm taking your call. But, but, but. He was placed in cuffs uh, just yesterday, and now everything is because he's a black man. So, so which one is it, Billy? He was placed in cuffs yesterday. Yes, yes, Billy. He was placed in custody for two hours. Oh, but See, did, did he, char- he wasn't charged with anything, though. I don't they, think they have, he's mad that they kept him in cuff and placed him in a cell for two hours yesterday. Did you- are you, are you, yeah, he didn't do anything wrong. He should be mad. 
Okay. Well, Billy, um, hey, I, I, I need a friend like you, Billy, that, that's going to be in complete denial about reality. But thank you as it relates to anything that's negative, and, and you're going to constantly say that someone is picking on that individual. But I thank you for the call. Let's go to Audrey, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind this morning? I need to vent on two things. Please forgive me. But Michael and Jennifer are totally, like, out of whack. What they're saying, they need to validate. And we're not responsible. No one's responsible for any American's homelessness. And America's built on immigrants. And how dare anyone say that they're doing bending over backwards? Bending over backwards for what? What happened when – I don't understand how people can be so – Oh, mean, and I'm sorry. I but Audrey, but Audrey, and you, you and I, you you said two points, so that's one. But and it's, I'm gonna let you make the second one. You mm-hmm. and I, we, we've had this discussion. My, my my point to you is simple, Audrey, friend to friend. Who's okay. going to keep paying for this? Who paid for the for the immigrants that came over here from Ukraine, from um, Afghanistan? Who paid for that? The, the government paid for it. These are the same type of people. What I don't understand, because of the difference in where they came from or coming from, it's a matter of we're bending over backwards. We're doing too much. And, I, you know, it's just me, and I know folks going to have a hizzy fit, but thank you for taking my call. But, Jennifer, I don't see no two million people that came here, and so what? If we don't have the people here, we won't have an America. Thank you, Dominic, for mm. taking well, Audrey, thank you, thank you, uh, young lady, uh, for for your call, and I appreciate your call as always. Dominic Carter here with you on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. A number of uh, issues going on, and um, I, I see I, I'm a little hesitant to take Peter's call in Harlem because every time I take his call, he attacks me on a personal level. I don't mind the criticism. But it can't be personal. So let's see if I'm right or wrong this morning. Let's go for it. Good morning, Peter. I hope you're well. What's on your mind? Yes, yeah, you know, I don't call you often, but this one thing annoys me, and you might be, agree with me. The fact is that this bishop, if proven guilty of a crime, as in the case of many blacks that are convicted without a trial, then they should hang him. But you have a tendency, I don't know if it's a weakness or whatever. As a matter of fact, can I ask you a quick question? The guy that with the axe, what is he? I believe, uh, Peter, that he's uh, African-American from what I, I can don't, tell. I, well, then what is a Hispanic? A surname or a language, right? If you look at that name, that's an Af- not an African-American name. Dominic, you have a problem with your own people. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I I knew it, Peter. I'm just saying you. I know it hurts in your position. Peter, wait, wait, wait. Peter, wait, wait, Peter. I'm going to let you have your say. Okay, thank you. Wait, wait, Peter, Peter. Do you really think that you're hurting me? By, no, well, by saying it hurts because it, it doesn't. Well, Peter, I can't just let you lecture. I have a full board of calls. I've only been on what? How many seconds? Okay, but Peter, you're you're telling me how I feel about a situation. No, the, no, no, I'm trying you, you to said, make you, you said, feel you better. Said, I'm well, trying to make you feel better. You're trying to make saying, me feel better. <laughs> okay, let me make the point. Please. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Peter. Go I'm ahead. just simply saying. I know what it's like to be in a position, and we have to condone the 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 the, the, the crime and that whatnot, Peter, or feel touched by it. Uh, so I'm sensitive to you being right. that, but you have this innate innate hatred for black people. You really? convict them without a without a really? trial. I hate do it black all the people. time. I hate black people. Wow. 
You do. You convict wow. them all the time went without a trial. Wow. So you have a whole staff of white people with you that are criminals. And you, wow. have, you know that. So and, mean, I, and I hate black people. No, you hate yourself because you're black. Really? I hate well, myself sorry, you because say I'm black. People, you say you're a person of color. I'm, I'm oh. black. You say you're a person of color. What the hell does that mean? Okay. What does so, it mean to you? Peter, Peter, wait, I, I don't have time to... Okay, I love you anyway, Okay, you keep all right, my blood okay. going because you make me realize how we failed in projecting the positivity of blackness. Maybe one day you will wake up. Peter, wait, let, before you go, let me ask you this question. Sure, Peter. I'm and I, and, kind, I, and, I, I, and I say this with love. For 20 years... I don't want to hear Wait, 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 wait. For 20 years, I give back to kids of color. Wait, 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 wait. I have brought more kids of color into broadcasting, into broadcasting than you can imagine. I don't talk about it. The thing is, you've got a weak weakness in you that makes me realize that you have a need to be maybe some church or some prayers. Maybe go to a good black church. Thank you. Thank you, Peter. You really are making me laugh. Your whole community is destructing around you in Harlem, and you're criticizing me. I have a good life in Rockland County, Peter. I live well. I don't have to worry about somebody slashing me or cutting me or 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 saying the N-word, every three words around me. That is the reality in Harlem. And you're lecturing me and telling me that I don't like black people. I was born black. I'm going to die black. I am proud to be black. And you're lecturing me. When 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 I got to graduate school up at Syracuse University, I was the only black student admitted in a class out of 40. And you're telling me that. I'm not black. I'm not black. Wow. But Peter, I have nothing but love for you. So I send it back to you. And, and I, I hope that, um, that you straighten out on a, on a mental level and get it together. Um, and that's all I have to say about that folks. I, (laughs) I have to take a break and, um, um, and wait, 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 one last thing. I saw the Katsimatidis uh, on Sunday. John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis. I will say what I always say. They have never, not a, not once, or the company president, Chad Lopez, told me what to discuss or told me what position to take. All they have done since I have been here at WABC is be completely supportive of me one thousand percent an open door policy for two people that are billionaires. And that's the type of people that they are. So when you say that I'm mandated to uh, to say uh, a certain position, I'm not mandated to say anything. The good thing about because if I was mandated to say something, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a WABC. I wouldn't be able to stomach it. And anybody that that knows me knows how I feel about these types of topics. I have the freedom to say anything as long as it doesn't violate FCC rules to say anything 
take any point of view that I want to, to take. But, Peter, I have nothing but love for you, and I really do wish you the best. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, we will have our our Carter Cares segment. And uh, coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. When we come back, when we come back, we are going to Massachusetts, Huntington, the Upper West Side, Stanhope, New Jersey, Brooklyn, Yonkers, and the Bronx. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light city life, I gotta make it. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. So I'm looking at an email that just uh, came through from Michael Pagan. And Michael says, Dominic Peter is a perfect example of what's wrong among the races. races. You can't defend a person's actions just because their skin color matches yours. We need more people like you that can just call out when someone is a menace to society, regard, regardless of the color of their skin or the content or lack thereof their skin color. Keep up the good work, Dom. Thank you, Michael, for the... Um, for the email, Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. And Peter, again, I have nothing um, but but uh, but love for you. And I, I see all the calls. We're going to get to them in just one second. I mentioned to you folks uh, Hatchet Man, uh, Michael Palacio, and he says that he didn't hit anybody with the axe because if he wanted to, they would be dead. And uh, he says that he was in control of the situation. And also, I got jumped once in Chicago. Okay. And I told myself that I'm never going to let that shit happen again. The average person isn't trained right. to, like, take, uh, you know, um, fight off the sheep. You know, I'm just lucky, I guess, that I drink enough water and I do enough push-ups that yeah. I could fend off three young folks. Yeah. Yeah, I can make it as deep as I want to. It's just that simple. Yeah. You know, drink water and do pushes for a month. You'd be surprised with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. I'm just a regular guy, dude. No military yeah. training. I'm not unhinged. I'm not psychotic. I'm just there with anybody would do when they're being coming. Yeah. Do you feel me? And Michael's uh, hatchet man, in his words. And what he was, was referring to there is that uh, he apparently tried a romantic line on a young lady. She rebuffed him. She was not interested. That didn't sit well with him. And they got into it, and you do see he's standing by a trash can, and three young men are hitting him uh, in his head, in the back of his head. And I guess he's trying to show how strong he is, and he's taking it. He's standing there. 
And after that, he reaches into his bag. You cannot make this up, you know. But I did have a pleasant experience today, folks. For the first time, I rode New Jersey Transit uh, into the city, uh, actually got on the subway, right? And I, I, I maybe I saw one homeless person. But again, the U.N. is in session, so that's why when I left here last night, on uh, on Second Avenue, I saw a police officer walking down dark Second Avenue in uniform. But again, the UN is in session, and you can't have these diplomats being robbed, you know, in the middle of the night. But uh, Mr. Palacio also says all he was trying to do was show that the hatchet was real. But then, why the chopping at the table and stuff like that? Because. I wanted to intimidate them. Also, I wanted to show that the hatchet was real. Like, it's not a toy. It's not a toy, Michael. I I hear you, man. I I hear you. And he says, uh, do push-ups and drink water, and you can one day be in shape like he is. This dude is out of his mind. I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know, folks. I, I just don't know. Let's go to Joe in Huntington. Good morning, Joe. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Joe, Joe, you're breaking up. Are, are you there? No, okay, Joe, we can't take your call uh, because um, uh, you're, you're breaking up. So maybe you can give us a call back. Alan Yonkers, good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi, Dominic. In regards to the press conference that the Congressman uh, Zeldin had in regards to the incident at McDonald's. Yes. uh, As you know, crime is the central issue of his campaign. Uh, That will propel him to victory if uh, the people feel that he will deliver there uh, on that issue. If uh, you know, that's the big issue that he is uh, strong on crime. Uh, But in order for him to win, he would have to do what Curtis Sleewood did. He would at least have to get 30% of the vote in the five uh, five boroughs and do well everywhere else in the state to have a shot. Do you agree? Uh, 30% of the city and and do well in the suburbs uh, and, and do well upstate where Republicans traditionally do well. Yeah. But again, the problem, Al, is that... Um, Governor Hoku was from Buffalo, so there goes Buffalo. He's not going to get the vote out of Buffalo, the second biggest uh, biggest uh, city in the state of New right. York. But well, Buffalo usually goes Democratic anyway, so I, I don't right, think right, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, if you're looking at it not from party label, but exactly. from 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 geographic, he's he's got his uh he's got his work uh, cut out for him. But I do, yes. Al. Thank you for the call. Thank you. As I as I always do, let's go to David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Hey, um, good morning. Um, I called about this Michael, who I think was your first caller on the immigration topic. Yes, he was. This guy is always trying to see uh, cause division between blacks and Hispanics. And I know it's not because he likes either one of us, just from the tone of his calls, okay? He also implied that all homeless people in the city are minority, which is not true. And let me tell you something, which I've never discussed on the air before. Being a totally blind person, I was in a New York City homeless shelter in the Bronx for three years, which let me tell you is no pleasant experience. And it was 
it was a very diverse population. There were plenty of white people in the homeless shelter. So this guy needs to stop implying that the lowest dregs of society in New York City are all black and Hispanic because that is racist. Okay, but wait, 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 David, maybe I missed that point, but I didn't hear him say that. He does this all the time. He said he said something about how Mayor Adams is trying to cause problems with black people because he's putting in all these illegal immigrants who he knows are mostly Hispanic. He does this all the time. Because mm-hmm. I listen, listen, as a blind person, and I don't, it's not something that is easy to say, but you have to listen to people more carefully because you can't see anything, okay? I have been through plenty of racism. I've spoken to plenty of people in my life who try to hide their racism by using other words, dog whistles. That guy uses dog whistles all the time. And so does that woman in Boston, by the way. I think we need to really, you know, like I said before, Mayor Adams doesn't have a choice. There's a law that we have to shelter any person who shows up. It doesn't say they have to be a citizen. Okay. During COVID, they housed homeless people in hotels. You know, so this isn't new. Okay, okay but David, who, but but David, who's going to keep paying for this? Well, eventually, the feds will probably end up paying for it. Because probably. That's what with the, no, the, well, the, that's what happened with the hotels during COVID. Right, but the but feds, then, but the feds' hands are tied because if they pay New York, David, then places like Texas and Arizona are going to say, "Wait a minute, we have spent billions more. We're first in line." Well, they should be. Listen, immigration is supposed to be a federal government responsibility. And since the majority of these people are asylum seekers, not illegals, the federal government should be paying for all of this. Oh, really? To be honest. Listen, I'm a reasonable liberal. (laughs) Okay. I'm not one of these people that thinks that every problem can be solved with a handout or that every person should pay a ton of money in taxes. I'm a free enterprise liberal. I know that mm-hmm. sounds like an oxymoron. Well, I, I appreciate your call as always, David. Because, and, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm going to email you because I listened to some of your biography this weekend because I'll be honest, I didn't know that much about you. You and I have a lot in common with our upbringing and uh, our, our uh, mother figure and a bunch of other things, which I'll, okay. I'll email you about. All right. Well, think, sounds good. That sounds good, you know, David. Go ahead. You know, because I'll tell you something. Listening to that caller attack you for not being black enough, and I think I did that once as well. This is a, you know, people always think that we all have to have the same opinion. I, as an interracial person, I've been attacked by other black people for not being black enough. That is not, there's no definition of what black means, and we should not be ordered to have certain views. So I celebrate the fact that you do have opinions. Is mine. Right. Well, David, I, I appreciate the call, friend. I, I went on much longer than, than I was uh, supposed to. Um, you know, uh, P- Peter doesn't bother me. I really wish him well, to be honest with you, because I know that he means well in his heart, but he just doesn't know what he's talking about. He's talking on an emotional level of what of the way he feels that life should be. But I'm speaking on a realistic level of uh, working yourself up through the system um, and, and and surviving. And, uh, you know, you know uh, David, you mentioned that, that we you and I have things in common. And so that's why I let people talk, and that's why I don't blow up, because 
to be honest with you, nine out of ten of you listening to me, you have no idea my upbringing and the hell that I went through as a kid in New York City that was once part of the notorious New York City foster care system. Yes, the, the guy that's in front of the mic in front of you right now. You, you, have, you, have, you have no idea, folks, in terms of my mother's mental illness. And when Peter says that, um, that I hate being black and, and so on, what I was thinking about is I'm like, okay, so my daughter has a children's book, and today was at an event with, um, with uh, Pennsylvania Senator, I posted the photo online, Bob Casey, and, you know, she has a bachelor's, a master's, and certification from the Harvard Business School. So is that not black? My son, who is who has epilepsy and a learning disability, we were told that he could never graduate from high school. Well, he proved them wrong, got his two-year degree, and then graduated from Purchase with a four-year degree. Is that not being black? And so believe me, folks, I am as proud as proud can get as an African-American before this microphone. And I am so thankful for the opportunity that the Casamitidis family and the trust that they have put in me. And by the way, I just got a text from a good friend, O.B. Murray, a great political consultant, and and he pointed out, and thank you, O.B., for this, that Pataki won Erie County up in Buffalo in 1994. So Republicans have uh, historically done well there. I am very late for this break. We're going to take this break when we come back. Dominic Carter Care segment and more of your telephone calls. WABC. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. A migrant mother of two who recently arrived in the Big Apple committed suicide. In a city homeless shelter Sunday, and her body was reportedly discovered by her teen son. Uh, the mayor uh, discussed this, um, and and police are stating that the woman and her two kids, a 15-year-old boy and a 17-year-old daughter, came from Colombia and arrived in the city uh, last May. The woman's husband was apparently separated from the rest of the family at the border and failed repeatedly to uh, get into the U.S. and reunite with them in New York City. And so the family, the mother and her children, uh, had been living at the Hollis Family Shelter in Queens. Let's go uh, back to the telephone calls. Let's begin with Pete in New Jersey. Good morning, Pete. What's on your mind? Oh, Dominic, I called because I wanted to say your praises on and on and on. You are a true, a true educator, a true human lover, a true man. And that's what I think of when I listen to you. Uh, it's extraordinary to me. Well, um, Pete, that's that's very kind of you to say. And and I thank you for that. And uh, the support of people like you, um, it, 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 it means the world. So, Pete, I want to thank you very much. Hey, Dominic, can you still listen to me for a moment? Yes, go ahead. I would say that our creator, the Most High, who created us without our help from nothing, created you to be just like what you are, 
And I wish that you were a Roman Catholic Christian because I would have you nominated to be canonized as a saint. Wow. Worthy of example. Well, That's Pete, what I think. Pete, I thank you and have nothing but love. I'm sending nothing but love to you. Thank you for the comment and the call, Pete. I, I do want to say this, folks, that sometimes I, you know, I give speeches around the country, and oftentimes it's it's to young people where I put on my other hat and what I had to overcome to be before these uh, microphones uh, today, uh, many state agencies will bring me in, and so child welfare agencies. And so um, there are times that when I speak, and it, I, I kid you not, folks, and the words are not coming from me, but yet it's making perfect sense, and, and there are applause lines, because anybody that gives speeches professionally knows that you've got to be engaging, entertaining, informative. You've got to have uh, applause lines in your speech that are guaranteed to work or else you're going to fail terribly. And I, I have done events where I'm, as I'm speaking, I'm saying to myself, where are these words coming from? Because they're, they're not my words. And, you know, I guess sometimes life is, uh, is, uh, is like that. Let's go to Abraham in the Bronx. Good morning, Abraham. You're on talk radio 77 WABC. Thank you for taking my call, Dominic. I listen to you every uh, evening. You Thank know? you. And I, I enjoy you, Dominic. Um, I I, I want to just say to you that I understand what the other caller was talking about. You're not black. You know, black, when you say black, it make, nowadays you're making a political, social, and economical statement and religious statement. Now, you are talking about these people coming in and who's going to pay it. Well, Dominic, who pays the money without the um, consent of the people to Israel every year? Huh? Who pays that? All right? That's our money. That's the tax people's money, Dominic. Now, Donald Trump, when the, when the boys were charged with rape of that uh, Central Park girl, he wanted them to be killed. Now, Come to find out, they didn't do it. The cops lied. They fabricated. They hoodwinked. All right? They manipulated. And they were children, okay, for them to sign the paper, Dominic. And Donald Trump, and then they caught the DNA proved they didn't do it. They caught the, persons, the, the person that did it, and he confessed. Donald Trump never apologized, Dominic. I mean, fear is fear, Dominic. Well, I, I hear you, Abraham. Um, I, I'm not here as well, a spokesman. I'm stating actual facts. No, no, I'm you're not. not you're not stating facts. Speech. You believe you're stating facts, but you're not. I know I'm stating facts. Abraham, Who wait, wait. Okay, I wait. Speak. I listened to you. Did, did I or did I not listen? Yes, okay, I know. If you want me, if you want me to be quiet, I'll listen to you. Continue. No, I just want you to tell me what fact I haven't stated. I concur with. You. Okay, for one, um, Trump. I'm not here as a spokesman for Trump, but he has said that the reason why he hasn't apologized because he still believes that they are guilty. Now, you are correct that the DNA evidence exonerated the five that went to jail and their lives were ruined. And but now now they're apparently doing OK. They had one hundred and forty four million dollar settlement with the city of New York and, and they're now they're now doing okay. So but but when I when I talk about something, Abraham, I'm coming at you with facts. I'm not I'm not the typical talk show host 
that's just speaking generally. I'm speaking about things that I know. And so what was okay. the other? Go ahead quickly, well, please. No, but wait, Dominic. What do you mean he said he believes that they're still guilty? There are still a lot of people that believe they're guilty. You do know that, Abraham. Do you believe they're guilty, Dominic? Abraham, what I believe is that the Surrounding DNA. the fact. Okay, you well, you okay you're asking guilty? me, but you're not letting me answer. I believe you're you right. should, right. I believe you should right. be the host of this show. Okay, I know if if hey, hey, but Abraham, listen, if if you look online, you will see where I have interviewed several of the Central Park Five where I've given them a voice. And so, see, this is what I'm saying when you paint people with a broad brush and this is not directed at you, Abraham, but when you don't know what you're talking about. And so you, you ask me if I think they're guilty. What I think is that the DNA evidence exonerated them. That's the bottom line, period, end of story. I thank you for the call, Abraham. But at the same time, and they know, if you watch the interview that I did with one of them um, at, at, um, at Melba's Restaurant in Harlem, um, he even says that there are people that will die believing that they are guilty. So, you know, I, I'm, 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 a, I'm a little confused here, but, but they were exonerated, and, and that's that. End of story. Let's go to Andrew real quick before I'm joined by my colleague Frank. Well, you know what? I'm so short on time. I better go to Frank Morano first. Good morning to you. Hello, Dominic. How are you, my friend? I'm good. So, Mr. Baltimore. No, that's right. <laughs> they call me Lord Baltimore. <laughs> what do you have coming up? i uh, got a great show. Uh, iconic, legendary consumer advocate and former independent candidate for president, Ralph Nader, is going to join me in about a half hour. And then in the 2 o'clock hour, I'm going to be joined by a gentleman named Whitley Strieber, who's written a great deal of fiction and nonfiction, including his account of something that sounds very much like an alien abduction. Now, he never has said it's an alien abduction, but other people believe that it is. So we're going to talk to him about what he's done, what he's experienced, and kind of the nature of where we're going with this uh, UAP discovery movement and where the, if the government's coming around on that front or not. Uh, we have some interesting letters that we're going to read, some good, some not so good, and uh, we have a few funny stories that we're going to share as well. Look forward to it. I, I just want to go back to Abraham for one second, um, the, the last caller, Frank. Mm. See, th- th- this is what's wrong with society, because what, Abraham, what you were really saying to me, whether you realize it or not, is we want you to agree with, with our side uh, simply because we feel that it's right. And you don't want me to be objective. You don't want me to tell the truth. You only want the truth as based on how you see it. And that's what some news stations uh, do these days. They know that they're lying to you, but they know you're going to watch. I know people, hosts that will remain nameless, that have become millionaires because they are good at telling you what you want to hear. One used to be on uh, CNN at 10 o'clock. The love fest between Chris Cuomo and, and Don Lemon. What happened to that love fest after uh, Cuomo lost his job? Notice it just completely fell apart. There are people that will tell you what you want to hear because they are getting paid. Dominic Carter with you, folks. I'll see you again tomorrow. Coming up, Frank Morano and the other side of Midnight.